deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com all I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance, it's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. Guys, I just came off a Broadway run as Roxy in Chicago. I'm just kidding, but... Isn't that the dream? Like every housewife before me. Pamela Anderson is going to be Roxy next. Yeah, it just kind of seems like hall of, a hall of fame of sorts. Rena. I mean, I remember, I remember Rena. Yeah, she said like, she <laughs> said that she had recently played, Ro- like she was like, oh my God, congratulations, Erica. I actually also played Roxy Hart at a certain point. And it was like, shut the hell up. Well, that's what begat the most amazing quote from Rena when Garcelle said, Rena, how come every time Erica talks about playing Roxy, you talk about playing Roxy? And er- Rena said, you know I'm not like that, Garcelle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Guys, Real Housewives of Dubai, June 6th. See you there. Are you I excited? I really need it. Yeah, I'm excited because we're going to lose Summer House soon. I can feel it. I can feel it's waning, and I'm I'm really sad. I'm going to miss it. And I'm not really watching like I I always try with Jersey. I try with Real Housewives of New Jersey and there's just a sadness lingering for me with with Teresa and Melissa. Very, very strong chance. They're all Trump supporters. It just there's a sadness to me and it's hard because I love the Jennifer Aiden storyline, but I can't get into it. So I have nothing going on right now besides Summer House. <laughs> Wait. What about um, the recasting of New York? What is that looking like? Here's the thing. <laughs> Leah McSweeney, as Tyra Banks said, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. We wanted her to succeed so badly. But to quote Chelsea Connors, friend of the pod, who actually was talking about 
uh, Erica Jane when she said this, but I will repurpose her words and say that Leah McSweeney flew too close to the sun. She got too big ahead. She was like, I'm the star of the new. I'm I'm reviving the franchise like this show would be dead without me, whatever. Like, bitch, I elevate this shit. And we all were here for it. And then she's become a little bit too big for her britches. She's talking about sponsoring Julia Fox like that's oh, very God. Uh, harmful information to share. Um, she's doing her press tour. She got way too much plastic surgery. Like it just happened really fast for her. And so I just know that she's devastated that like now her run is over. Like they're already recasting. So that's sad. And I hope the best for her and Kiki. But I'm excited to see the new blood, so to speak. And I guess they're going to have like an OG's New York show. I don't know if I'll be dabbling into that unless Bethany's involved. But I would I would watch Jill Zarin on TV again. I don't know. Again, it's like the sadness element. Yeah. Is something I have the to desperation. think about. <laughs> the desperation. Meanwhile, I do engage in TLC content, which we all know is a desperate world. But yeah, like right now I've married at first sight and I have summer house and I'm looking for something else. So I cannot wait for Real Housewives of Dubai. It'll be a good time. And the ultimatum. Yes, I can't wait for the ultimatum as well. And it's coming up. Well, I was not aiming to take us down that rabbit hole, but that's where we went. That's the pod. That's the adventure. I did a run of Largo shows with Ron Burgundy. It was so exhilarating. I've been exhausted ever since. And just I don't understand how people perform. Like just from the stress of putting it together, I've just been walking around my house sleeping and just laying down in different positions but I also started posting like subtle thirst traps on my Instagram stories and I have had some people slide into my DMs, which I just need at this point in my journey. Um, I have not dated around in years. Like I have, I always prided myself on kind of being a prude, especially after I got sober. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't really want to sleep with anyone random. This has changed recently. I have currently three crushes. It's the first time I really wanted to sleep with someone that I don't know that well in years. And, you know, I, and there were years in high school and college where I slept with a basket of deplorables, as Hillary would call them. And so I'm definitely not looking to touch the bottom of uh, the barrel like I once did. But it is so exciting to feel confident after this run of shows for the first time in a really long time. That's great. I saw some of these DMs as a friend does show a friend a DM. Yeah. And I will say that Carolina plays extremely hard to get in a way that I don't find relatable. Because I don't know what to say because I'm so flustered. One that she sent to me, it was like the person wrote a full message and she just sent back a heart emoji. Yeah, because I'm flustered. I know, but that reads as like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> like, it reads as like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I... Okay, so here's another predicament. I was talking to a friend about this today. I need to learn how to date because I'm impatient, A, and B, I don't know how to have multiple crushes at once. So I just like someone and then I want to get married to them and I'll ignore yeah. any red flags that tell me that that's not a good idea. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> should we not be that way? Yeah. Should we not be being that way? I... No, I mean, it's just what I've done my whole life. And it's just the first time that I've wanted to. I feel like I have a very clear idea of what I want. I do want to get married eventually. I do want a partner. Even if I were not to get married, I want someone to 
spend, uh, I was going to say my days with, but that's a lot of time, spend my nights with and mornings with and yeah. afternoons to ourselves, and a, maybe a couple days a week where we don't see each other. And I, d- I definitely want that, but I, um, I also don't want to limit myself with a scarcity mindset. Well, I want to give this advice, but I get conflicting responses to this advice, which is that I feel like the least amount of games you can play, the better just to be like, this is straightforward what I need. Like, I want to have kids in the next two years, two years, five years. I want to move in with someone. I want this like this is where I'm at. Show your cards. Yeah, I'm into or keep them to yourself. But I feel like some people really strongly believe in playing the game. I am not one of those people, mainly because I just can only hold up a charade for so long. Once I start liking someone, I'm happy to be open with them about my plans. And honestly, I'm reading this book that I want to talk about later called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. It's kind of very basic writing, but it, it which is helpful for me who I complicate everything. And it's a very nice book to read before bed, but it very much talks about great. You're honest with someone. They ran. You saved time. You know, um, but that being said, if I met some guy who didn't really try to get to know me and then immediately started talking about how we wanted to get married next year, that would freak me out. And I think that's what I'm trying to avoid is not getting to know someone and just totally using them as like a blanket, just projecting my own wishes onto them. Yeah. Well, I think you're in a good position with three possible crushes. What are your moves? My moves, my moves, my like, moves. What, what are you going to do next to each of them? Um, I'm going to enchant them. <laughs> no, I'm going to coffee with one of them. Uh, one of them is going to let me know when he's back in L.A. And one of them is across the pond, which I'm going to in a week. So I'm going to try to, as friend of the pod, Hannah Nutter once said, get to know someone as a friend first. Um, but what I think is also a, a move is in Tina Turner's doc, she talks about meeting her record executive husband and he says it was love at first sight, which I obviously love so much. And she says that when she got back to the States, she obviously hadn't dated. She had been completely traumatized by Ike Turner. And when she got back to the States, she reached out to him and she said, I would like to see you again. And when I see you, I would like you to make love to me. <gasps> That's not prude. That's not proved, but it's very hot and it's very specific. And talking about setting boundaries and letting people know what you need. I love that. I mean, it's hard, though, because I don't drink. So when people actually do show up, when I say stuff like that, I usually have to tell them to go. <laughs> I'm like, I Just said like, this um, behind a computer screen. I was pranking you. And you fell here. for it. Dude. What is wrong with you? So you suck at pranks. April fucking fools, dog. I'm turned off when people don't get pranks, so please leave. <laughs> I'm like Ashton Kutcher. I get off on pranks. Um, as time goes on, I once in a while think about Rachel Bilson sobbing because someone told her they were taking away her dog on an episode of Punked and how insanely fucked up that was. I, I caught an old episode of Punked. Uh, I couldn't tell you where I caught it. It must have been a TikTok that was like in my feed or something. And it was Taylor Swift getting punked. And like, I don't know if you remember this one, but it's like Justin Bieber invites her over. Obviously, he's still with Selena because once they broke up, then she never spoke to Justin again. But at this time, they were all fine and dandy. So basically, Taylor comes over to this like Malibu beach house and they're like shooting off like fireworks. 
And then the prank is that like a boat nearby catches fire and it's like because of their fireworks. And just having developed the level of OCD that I have now watching that, I was like, okay, so this is absolutely not (laughs) okay. And someone needs to be speaking with MTV networks immediately about this. The best one, the best punked, which is real canon is Ellen Pompeo's punked episode because a what people don't know about Ellen Pompeo is that she has an accent a hard Boston accent it's gotten a little bit controlled over the years but we didn't know know this about her because she also has one of the most beautiful voices so when you hear her she is hard Boston she's like Mark Wahlberg Boston and she starts uh the, the punked thing is that a woman hits on her husband again not something you necessarily, I don't get the joke really. So this woman's hitting on her husband and Ellen Pompeo is on camera being like, I'm going to beat the shit out of that <gasps> fucking woman. Oh, yeah, I, oh! I think it's going to be hysterical blood pouring down her face. I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And you're like, wow. wow, the punk is really on us at this point because who is she? I need to see that. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's a very good time. I recommend it to all of our listeners. I'm going to take a... We are going to take a quick break, but when we get back... <laughs> Caroline is like, I'm going to step away from I'm the podcast done. for a little while. Listen, I told you I'm on tour as Roxy Hart in Chicago. I'm literally doing a puzzle as we record because I'm addicted to puzzles, and it's it's sending her over the edge. Say you're in a relationship without telling me you're in a relationship. You're doing puzzles for fun. Wait, why is that being in a relationship? That's because just it just anyone. says that you're getting enough like action and you don't need to worry about anything and you're doing puzzles. <laughs> well, I really enjoy a puzzle. I like I like solving things. The puzzle is called Dog Breeds. I literally was going to say dogs in a field. No, it's dog breeds and they are in a field, but it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that it's breeds. We are going to take a quick break and then be back to discuss Bad Vegan. Devin and I have not even discussed it yet. This is very important. Please stay tuned. I want true romance. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. 
Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we're back with True Romance. Readers, listeners, viewers, I hope that you have come across a Netflix series called Bad Vegan. And if you haven't, we will catch you up. So Sarma, I'm just going to use her first name, is a successful vegan and raw food cook. This is crazy on its own. Honestly, the series could end here. And you know I'm vegan curious. I don't eat pigs or cows, and I try to avoid milk and cheese as much as I can. But this is also quintessential privilege. Like we already know we're in a white, white world. And there are people out there who are going to Sarma's restaurant paying for vegetable lasagna where carrots are stacked on a zucchini and it's priced like pasta. I also do not know if this is not just me going to go off on this, but I don't know if raw food on its own is good for you. It's like when people say we are supposed to eat like this. When dietitians or people have pop diet books about eating like a caveman, I say, you know what the cavemen did? They made fires and, and they put food on top of it. So what Sarma is doing is great. Very 90s babe. Um, and she opens a restaurant in New York called Pure Food and Wine. This restaurant brings Alec and Hilaria together, which is another exciting thing about it. Alec is friends with Sarma, hitting on her on Twitter, and she introduces him to Hilaria one night. But she also, Sarma wants to meet someone. Why she couldn't have gone to someone like Alec Baldwin is confusing to me. Like, she should have just dated him and saved herself a lifetime of misery. Okay, wait, 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 wait. First of all, when they open the restaurant, she's dating the head chef. They're, like, in love. And this they're, like, true. an eight couple in New York. And he's really hot. And it's, like, really sad that that, like, it's a tragedy of, like, it's, like, sliding doors. Like, it's, like, if things had yeah. been, like, a second difference. I'm not even kidding you thought of sliding doors while watching it. I like feel like if the relationship with the hot chef had worked out or if Alec Baldwin or she had made a slightly different move in their weird like flirting thing, then she could have a different life. Not saying it would be good. I don't think it would be great, but it wouldn't be being millions of dollars in debt and yeah. having faced criminal charges. But also this was a moment in time one should say, where trendy restaurants and clubs were celebrity hotspots. I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore, aside from like Craig's in LA or like Nobu Malibu, I guess. But it's like no one actually goes to those places. I feel like there's a there few was a places time in LA. There's called something called like the Wolf and something in LA that everyone, Beyonce and Jay Z go to. And wait, no, that's horses in LA. There's there's definitely restaurants where you horses? see people. Well, not in horses New York, like you like it. It's a restaurant called Horses. Horses? No, I was just like, it's a restaurant called Horses. That's so lame. So 
No, I'm just saying like there was a time in New York, I feel like where like there was a trendy place to be and everyone would go be there. It's like the sex of the city area. So this was that time and this was an it restaurant and Owen Wilson went there and that's the stage to be set. And by the way, then her and this hot chef break up and that's when things start to go a little bit downhill. Yeah. Someone slides into her DMs. Unfortunately, it's a man named Anthony. So they met on Twitter because he would draw stick figures and tweet at Alec Baldwin. And that's how she figured out who okay, he was. Okay, that is true. And, and this and that is, what, is that's a dark detail I forgot. This is when, oh, no, no, they, they started uh, messaging on words with friends. So basically, yes. this is the trajectory. This is the trajectory. And she, she thinks we're stupid because she thinks I haven't seen every single episode of 90 Day Fiance or catfished where like I know all the fucking weird ways people have met and she tries to make it sound like it's normal like just don't try to make it sound like it's normal just be like yeah like I was desperate and someone messaged me and I said yes basically she's obsessed with Alec Baldwin but she's like devastated that he didn't end up like choosing to date her in response she rescued a dog which I honestly do relate to but she sees in his Twitter replies a guy who draws stick figures of honestly nothing. And then she starts like messaging with that guy on Twitter because she's like, in her words, if he's like friends with Alec, then like he must be normal. Imagine doing that. Like think about your favorite celebrity or think about like a person. Maybe you've met a celebrity like once or twice. Like I'm not saying that that's like possible for most people, but it's like you saw a celebrity at a restaurant. Then you go to their Twitter. Then you look at their replies and someone has hand-drawn a stick figure onto Xerox paper and taken a photo of it and replied it. And you think, like, maybe me and this person should get in touch. Like, so she messages him. Then she's like, well, at that time, a lot of people were playing Words with Friends. And, like, I found out that he plays Words with Friends. So we started playing Words with Friends against each other. And it's like, again, like, that's really fucking weird. Like, you just were in a certain place in your life where that seemed normal. But don't act like it's normal now. So from that stemmed a relationship and that's when it begins a tired narrative that we've gotten used to as a culture, which is woman meets disgusting man. He lied about how he looked. Of course he is quote unquote mysterious and says he works in a dangerous field. Like all of these men have the qualities of someone who follows 1000 people and has zero followers on Instagram and randomly starts following you. Yeah. He steals all of her money and ruins her reputation. Like, that's the short version, right? And so a part of me felt annoyed because I was I had just watched Tinder Swindler. I was so like, how I, I just can only watch so many dumb white women for so long or easily swindled white women for so long. And but the part that was most confusing for me was Sarma's success. And the Tinder Swindler, to his credit, literally chartered a private jet for the first date for these women. Like, it was a successful Ponzi scheme. But Sarma is successful in one of the hardest industries in the world, which is the restaurant industry, and one of the hardest places in the world, which is New York. Right. And literally, to describe what her restaurant looked like, Vanity Fair said, in the garden lit by candlelights, the likes of Anne Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, and Rooney Mara could be seen gracefully eating such offerings as cauliflower couscous with pickled Persian cucumbers and cultured tree nut cheeses she also has a juice line that she's outsourcing to whole foods like she's expanding Devin, would you eat there no absolutely not cultured tree nut cheeses goodbye 
Uh, I think Sarma was one of the first food influencers. That's mm. what's interesting. She saw that a restaurant and like a food brand could be tied to a personality mm. as opposed wow. to just like the restaurant being its own faceless entity. And that's definitely become the culinary industry. Like now it's all these food bloggers, Instagrammers, and we all buy into it. And then they get canceled for saying racist things. Um, Who are you talking about? Alison Roman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking of Paula Dean. I was like, I wasn't necessarily following Paula Dean. Look, they're young, they're hip, they have really interesting exotic accents, and then they say the N-word, and everyone for some reason thinks like that means they're done. Okay. So we're not cooking her food anymore either. Okay, cool. So you guys are just all over Paula Dean now. That's good to know. That's helpful because I really thought that Paula Dean was our all our favorite, and we were now all you guys are a lifestyle off of her. We were building our lifestyle off of Paula Dean's biscuits and gravy, and I didn't understand why that was affecting my arteries and my social clout at the same time. <laughs> no, so that was what stood Sarma apart, and. It was right around the era of like goop and all that stuff right. starting out. So yeah. I think she was definitely ahead of the curve. So speaking of which, this guy, Anthony, whose talent is drawing stick figures and taking pictures of them, begins pursuing her and he slowly begins to infiltrate her life. So this is the the interesting part to me about this. And this is what I thought was universal was that he, she's not really attracted to him. He's kind of like, eh. Doesn't seem to be very smart. Just keeps saying that he works in black ops. She cannot even she cannot even describe what she thinks he was doing. She has no concept except that it was dangerous and crazy and dark. And she would say, you know, we would talk and then he would go missing for days. And then I just wouldn't know when I would hear from him again. Then we would talk. And it really made me think about how sometimes I know for myself I've mistook that feeling for love or at least attraction. Like, I don't know when I'm going to hear from you again. That, like, fear, that that gut feeling of, like, I don't yeah. know where he is. I, okay, well, he hasn't texted me in two days. Like, that can translate for women into, um, like, feelings of attachment when really it's just confusion or fear or feeling, like, abandoned. Yeah. So I think he set her up to be sort of thrilled with him because he was telling her, feeding her all this, like, horse shit and then disappearing and it's like she would just think about like where is he what's going on why haven't i heard from him etc and that you know when we start obsessing about guys like that we think of it as love or we are being occupied by these thoughts because this guy is great when really it just means like no he's actually distracting you and that's actually not good for your life to be so overcome with worrying about when someone's going to reappear again that means that he might right. not be a good partner for you so I kind of identified with her thinking around that. And I've definitely gotten into things when I was young with people who I was really just enthralled with how distant they were. I will say one of the things and Anthony's ex-wife says this later on, too, was that she says, you know, I met Anthony's dad who confirmed that he worked in the, um, the military and the black ops. And I was like, what? Again, like you said, like, why am I listening to this dad? Who, who the fuck is this guy? Right. I don't know any of these people. Why am I trusting what a man says who I do not know? I know it actually made more sense in the Tinder swindler case because the Tinder swindler's like tool was to use his ex as like a woman right, who he had dated right. to be like, 
yeah, he's like a really good dad to his daughter and like he's amazing. And that I would trust 10 million times more than like a random man. Like if a woman has dated a man and still says he's great, like that's so rare that I'm like, okay, like I really do believe in this. But just some random another strange man saying like, yes, he's in black ops. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, No. <laughs> so this is where Sarma's personality started getting unclear to me and how I started suspecting drugs were a part of her story, even though she said that was not the case. But Anthony slowly begins to infiltrate her life and run her through quote unquote tests. He starts talking about if she's successful. I, I, I couldn't keep track of a lot of this, but he starts talking about how they've been chasing each other for lifetimes and how he has to run her through these tests and how he talks about keeping her adorable pit bull, Leon, alive forever, which seems to really interest her. So we've entered the big world of delusion here. I mean, this, like you said, like this whole part, I actually watched this twice because I was like, wait, I still don't. They just never really explained like the keeping dog alive for everything. And like the the their his delusion that he trapped her with honestly was so confusing i was like am i so stupid that i wouldn't have fallen for this con or is she stupid for falling for it like i can't even follow it so i thought the vow the nexium nexium how am i pronouncing it nexium don't look so exasperated devin looks at me like come on nexium I, Nexium cult I thought was confusing, but I got that 10 times more than I got this thing. I was like, okay, literally you get a Enron, the Enron documentary, like smartest guys in the room. I was like, okay, cool. The Enron scam sounds like it makes more sense than this guy saying that the dog is going to live forever. Also, like, was that really? I mean, of course, we all love dog. We love our dogs, but like millions of dollars in debt for your dog to stay alive. Like, are we, are any of us really going to do that? Yeah, poor Chisa Kakpour, who's a writer and a close friend of Sarma, said Sarma lost her mind. She really believed that her dog would live forever. So Anthony and Sarma get married. It does not sound romantic. Like, there's no part of this documentary where Sarma describes, like, being happy or being in love or being like, I know. she's just kind of like, yeah, so then we were like, let's get married, I guess. That being said, she is also someone who um, is now currently in debt and has to be interviewed about this guy who ruined her life. But still, there's no like honeymoon phase. By the way, she still can't describe his job by the time they're getting married. Over their, the next four years, their four-year marriage, she gives him $1.7 million. And I guess that's what makes this so different than something like a tinder swindler it's like this is someone who had everything she grew up so rich she became so rich and she gave it all away to this weirdo to this weirdo who honestly like again all he did to get where he is is draw stick figures on xerox (laughs) paper like that's how easy it is for a man by the way like we've seen we all i know that inventing anna is like bad and like all these other like you know theranos like is the drop out like of course it's like not great but these women did have to go through a lot to they like harder. they had to they had to work hard to get their scam done it's like they did have to like pull all nighters like doing whatever <laughs> lab research whatever i can assume elizabeth holmes is doing i honestly don't know it's like she's eating a salad and doing like paperwork drawing I don't know. her logo but 
that's still more than just drawing on Xerox paper, posting it on Twitter and a woman being like, do you want to come into my life now? And to be fair, Anthony is doing a lot more work, too, though, eventually. He does take control of all of her Google accounts, saying he's a cybersecurity expert. So she thinks she's dealing with a cybersecurity handler, but really it's Anthony on another account who has her all of her passwords, starts writing emails for her. Starts This is this is when the personal assistant in me, like my skin started to crawl. The idea yeah. of an idiot having control of my email passwords and writing to people like I there's only a few things that would be a greater nightmare to me. But at this point, this is this again, more confusion. She's just funneling him money. She's just giving him money. She has a restaurant that is making $7 million a year. Now, a lot of that disappears with overhead, but it's still crazy that she is running a successful business that's making that much money and she's giving it all away. And my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the documentary was when she's on the phone with Anthony and she's like, where is my money? And he's like, oh, we've talked about this. I'm shelving it. And she's like, okay, where's the shelf? Like, but it couldn't be clear that the money is not coming back. And I think from basically here to the end of the documentary, I came to understood that she was just in too deep and did not know how to get out. I think she knew that all of it was bullshit at a certain point, but she did not know how to explain it to anyone. This is where I'm worried my opinions are going to get me into some hot water. Please. No, I was so interested to hear what you had to say. Okay, so... The phone calls got a little hard to believe for me, as did. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but there's a later point also where I was like, "Okay, is come on. But the phone calls with the very specific details, like, Mm. first of all, the fact that she was like, oh, and then, of course, like, even though I was like just happy in a relationship with this person and I really believed everything they said, I just started randomly recording him like Why were you recording him if you still believed everything he was saying? And then on the phone calls that she's recording, she's like saying very specific numbers like, well, I already gave you one point six five million dollars. So like it just kind of felt and it's hard. It's confusing. I don't know what the intention was, but it started to feel like. Did she know more than she's letting on? What is Anne's theory? Anne and I have discussed her biggest thing was like she can't comprehend how this person who went to like such a good business school Warden, and was like working on Wall Street thing. and then yeah. like started a restaurant and was like so successful and savvy then fell for this. But also she and I discussed I, I told her my theory about the phone calls and later recordings and she saw what I was saying about that. I want you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
now. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. So we do, lucky enough, get to see Anthony's wife, who is... Real character, and I think more time could have been spent on her. She's living in Florida. Loved her. Loved. And she's like, you want to know all the lies Anthony has told me? (laughs) Because there were a lot. And she basically describes the same bizarre infatuation with Anthony. Anthony has the same sales pitch for her. They've been looking for each other for many lifetimes. Um, He does make some bizarre and seemingly direct threats about killing their child. And... um. She's like, okay, so I did not let him around my child anymore. I'm like, could have made more of a serious um, cut and dry (laughs) breakup with that one. But he ends up introducing her to his dad. His dad says that he's fine. She's like, oh, thank God. And then him and his dad steal all their money. And the interesting thing to me about Anthony's ex-wife is that she at least described like this honeymoon phase with Anthony, but she described like still like I still have a lot of love for I still loved him. I was so in love with him. And you're like, there's got to be more out there. I know. It's like so two things. One, I will say that this woman's presence in the documentary was the more convincing thing to me where I was like, okay, so Anthony is the mastermind. He's the one causing all this strife. And like, yes, I I believe he is i just believe that like sarma had more involvement than she lets on in the documentary but i do think that like hearing this woman's testimony in combination with sarma's it's like yes this was an abusive relationship clearly it was not a healthy relationship that sarma was in with this man just like this woman before sarma was also in an abusive relationship with him like there's no doubt about that but also i forgot and leary's other theory was that basically like there's people who have these near connections in life that they can never get over the fact that 
their life was almost different. And that's how she interpreted Sarma and her like obsession with Alec Baldwin and being like, oh, well, like then I adopted the dog because it was the dog Alec wanted. And then that was meant to be. And then I met um, Anthony. Is that his name? Anthony? Yeah, his real name's Shane, but he changed it to Anthony. She's like, then I met Anthony and it was because I met him on Alec's Twitter. And it's like all seemed meant to be. It's like she has this weird obsession with Alec. And I, my mom thinks it's because there was like, a chance that she could have been Ilaria and she instead was not. And now she's like, I can't believe my life went this way, which I definitely thought was interesting. Yeah. And she it really, I mean, she definitely does take an active role and it's, it, it's interesting that someone, uh, one of the vanity fair journalists brought up the Patty Hearst case, which yeah. I think is different personally. Cause Patty Hearst was physically kidnapped, but Sarma basically starts stealing from her employees and business partners, friends, investors. It's a nightmare. At one point, she gives her employees a heads up not to use their payroll because their checks will bounce. And the email mm-hmm. is like, sorry. It's abusive and so dark. She also tells her employees that she's going to be paying them monthly instead of weekly or biweekly instead of weekly. And and as one of the guys at the restaurant put it, he was like, there's a family that works here. Like it, it impacts, a f- yeah. it's not just impacting one 20 year old waiter. There's a bunch of people impacted by this. And we find out later that her employee, she stole $40,000 in unpaid wages and she yeah. built her investors of almost a million eight hundred and forty-four thousand dollars Yeah. So naturally- Again, there's like no long game here. I think that's the thing too. It's like you're a business person. You've successfully created this industry and you cannot have the long game of what's going to happen next. Like it's sort of just this crazy self-sabotage I've never seen the likes of before. And after her employees go on strike, Anthony and Sarma hit the road. She is using a fake name and covering up her tattoo. She's going by Emma. He takes her to, wait for it, Los Vegas for 10 months and this is truly what made me insane because abuse makes you feel like you can't leave Vegas would be really hard for me not to leave but again she's isolated herself from everyone she's isolated herself also by being a criminal so she can't just no, like, yeah exactly go home. that was like the most I could I could like feel it in my body just watching all that footage I don't know why he was filming her but she's just sleeping around their Las Vegas apartment or suite and just crying and she like can't look at her phone because there's so many people who've been trying to reach out to her and he's emailing her mom for money and naturally where this was where i was like the documentary really should be about how you were raised but her mom gives him half a million dollars okay again this is where i might get into some murky waters please i don't get the footage why was that footage taken in what world would this guy who's trying to isolate her and who, while they're in hiding from committing a crime just randomly turn on a camera and start filming her? Also, his voice sounded completely different. And like he was just like, babe, babe, come on. You got to get up today, babe. Like, aren't we going to go for a walk? Come on. We got to go do something. And I'm like, why are you filming this? Like, it. what was the intention? And to me, there's a possibility that the intention was like, there was already a narrative being built at that time of you could be the one that like either him telling her or her deciding that there's a world in which she plays the victim because it's literally footage of her just like being 
depressed. And I get it. But why would he film that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Why would he suddenly pick up his phone and start filming that? No. And I then think also that. it's like you're for 10 months, you're living in Vegas, still spending money. And she's like, it was so hard. There was no clean food to eat. No, that like, was really funny. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, come on. There was nothing. Um, there was no good food to eat. There was very bad food. Um there's it's like, like pictures of like Applebee's. And <laughs> so you're everybody else now. Like you can't just like you can't have your raw lasagna. And now that's your plight. OK, so that's the thing. Um, She's still annoying me. That's what's hard about her being a victim. And I think the interesting thing watching the documentary is you can tell she has not a good relationship with whoever's interviewing her because once in a while she gets very defensive with them because once in a while they're like, well, what are you talking about? Like once in a while they're like. But you knew that you were stealing from your employees, but you knew this, but you knew that. And she'll be like, yeah, well, like they were like, so why did you change your name if you were just like so confused and you, you didn't know what was going on and he was the mastermind? Like, why did you change your name? Why? And she's like, it just made sense. I don't know. It just it just that's what made sense to do. I don't. And it's like, um, really? And then also another thing my mom pointed out, which I forgot is about the phone calls, is that like. She didn't seem afraid of him on the phone. Like she was very like yeah, abrasive with him. Like she would be like, fuck you, man. Like she was almost like sarcastic with him a lot of the time. But then she's like, I don't know. He was like my leader and I was like brainwashed. And it's like, um, okay. It, she was too aware. It was like, it was like, okay, we hear this footage of conversations or we see the text messages of conversations in the Tinder swindler. And those girls, you can see in all their conversations, they were completely swept up. They were believing everything he said. That's not how these phone calls were. It it didn't seem like someone who's being completely like taken and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. It's interesting because I guess she's very upset with the documentary and and she just posted a picture of herself crying next to a poster of for the documentary in New York and saying that Netflix was making her look like a villain when she was a victim and okay disagree I definitely think they tried to capture the nuance but it, the last scene is and it's the, one of the creepier endings I've seen in a documentary in a while after all of this she's like in tears talking about how no one will ever lend her money again she's lost her restaurant there's shots of her standing at what was once the patio of pure food and wine and it's completely desolate then they have another recording of her talking to anthony but it's 2019 and they're like happy they're joking and he's like oh i can still make you laugh oh my god yeah it reminded me of the end of the one of my favorite documentaries the woman who wasn't there about a woman who pretended to have been in 9-11 oh i need to watch i mean i'm literally gonna rewatch the second we get off this zoom because it's so good and just thinking about it like i have to go but it yeah there's like a very similar ending to that and it is very eerie also i have to say that i'm looking at this instagram post you mentioned first of all let's just say guys we've all taken a selfie wh while crying we all have done that but to post it is red flag behavior it, it just is. is it is and she's posted this red flag behavior selfie and one of the comments on the instagram is sarah edmondson of the vow fame <gasps> speaking no. speaking of nexium she said sarma in all caps people who don't want to understand will never understand and such a shame that the makers of bad vegan missed an opportunity to teach people about coercive control shame on them keep shining the light 
Keep shining the light. Oh my God. This is like a community now. She still has the dog. Thank God she still has Leon. I mean, that's the cruel irony of the whole thing is that that's all she has left. I mean, she's definitely got pictures of like a nice looking apartment. Sorry to say, not that that means anything, but. The punchline to all of this and what people headlines focused on was that they were caught in Tennessee because he ordered a Domino's pizza with bacon on it. Oh, yeah. And it was like bad vegan. Like, oh, my God, these vegan raw food influencers found with a Domino's pizza. And it was really funny because one of the servers was like, I don't care about the Domino's pizza. Where are my wages? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This person owes me money. What's wrong with her? Yeah. I don't know. I welcome any comments, any any bad, good or hateful comments about my opinions about Sarma. I know they're controversial. But um, I definitely enjoyed it. I was excited. Just like, just love to open my Netflix tab and see a fresh batch of like Cuckoo. mid-level trash documentaries. Yeah. I will say I'm seeing a lot of political views on Sarma's page that I don't not agree with. Although I think maybe she could be a little bit more progressive. It's, she's, it looks like she's still very pro-Obama, where many of us have gone past, past that a little bit. Socialist, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, she loves Fauci. Okay, so she's just a boomer. She's okay, a we boomer. get it. Yeah. She says, turns out doc- Dr. Fauci has great sock game, as if there weren't enough reasons to admire him. Okay, she's a boomer. She it's- might as well have like a few posts back where she calls herself a Cuomo-sexual. Ah, she definitely does. Okay. So those are our thoughts. I'm not going to be turning raw or vegan anytime soon. Not that this has anything to do with that. Um, I will hopefully have updates on my dating life. For real. Yeah, let's hope. Because you know Puzzle Girl over here doesn't have shit going on. <laughs> I love you, Devin. Catch us next time on True Romance. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.